Greetings and welcome to this, the inaugural edition of Accidents Can Happen. Oh, we're always happy to start a brand new show. Hey, now what this is going to be, this is not going to be a bunch of carnage from terrible accidents. No, basically this is going to be a selection of well-placed advice to help you kind of get through things that are going on out there right now. It's dangerous. There's a lot of accidents in the city. More things are happening, and I'm not talking about a slip and fall. A lot of stuff is happening out there. We want to talk about that. Now, look, don't lose perspective. Average day is going to be pretty safe in your life. But as the weeks and goes by, it's kind of like of keeping the air pressure up on your tires. You Even though the last six months air pressure has been good, on month number seven, if it's time to check the air pressure, you don't say, oh, no, it's been going fine. You keep on what we call keep ahead of it. Yeah, check that air pressure just to make sure maybe one tire is just down a few pounds. So you would say, we'll keep an eye on it or check for a nail. That's kind of where this show is at. Now, we do have to cover some tough stuff. During the prison riots here, I don't want to mention the state. It was about four some years ago, and uh, Rusty was actually working on a different program back then, and that, that was a tough one to cover what took place. Now, that's been kind of covered up in the media. You can still Google bits and pieces of it. That's a rough gig, and that doesn't do anybody a lot of good unless, of course, you're working there. If you're working up on those, I guess they call them tiers or bars or steps up there, whatever those things are, those cage-like structures, that was a rough gig. Anyway, when you come across a dangerous situation, we would hope that after listening to a series of these podcasts, it would be almost like a watchtower effect. You'd say, oh, there's something that we I heard about on a pod. I want to be careful of that live wire or that creaky elevator. Hey, an elevator makes noise, you get out of it. That's the best thing. We've covered elevator accidents here and people trapped in accidents. And let me tell you, just so you know, folks, most of the elevator accidents do not make the front page. They keep it real quiet. If that elevator doesn't sound right and there's some creaks and leaks and it's pounding in there a little bit and you hear a little whine up in the cable stretch, get off of it. Take another elevator. I'm not going to be so bold as to suggest you take the stairs, but wait up, baby. Wait up and take the next elevator. And then, if needs be, listen to it as the next, during the week, as you start getting out from work, assuming you take an elevator down to go home to get out of that office, listen to it a little bit. And, and, and if you really want to be brave, write it down and monitor the decibel level, the amount of creaks, the amount of unusual noise, aberrant behavior in that elevator. Maybe the doors jitter a little bit when they open like they shouldn't. And if that starts to increase and get worse, stay off of it. We know a lot of people are very bold out there. They don't saw a little squeak in the elevator. Not going to hurt me. I'm going to get right out and get her going. Well, that can be like the rank vegetation of a sailor. You know what I'm saying? We don't want you to get hurt on this thing. You're not a test dummy, so don't don't ride that elevator when you hear those 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 landmarks uh, signs it gives you. Now, we're going to start a real bit here about a guy who's a real life beachcomber. You may not realize it. You don't have to go to Portugal and go on those beaches and stuff to build. Indeed, you do find stuff washing up on there. It's not as much of a romantic episode as you might think like it used to be. What's happening now, there's massive storms off there and entire containers get washed off these big ships. You see these pictures, these massive ships, container ships are sometimes referred to as stacked high to the gills. Ship takes a roll, pitches, a cable snaps, wasn't supposed to be that way, wasn't supposed to be overloaded. And 35 or 40 of these containers come out, maybe half of them go right to the bottom of the ocean, pollution, pollution. And some of these things somehow wash up on shore. Usually it's way, way somewhere else besides Spain, Portugal, or those other places they're known for things to wash up. Unfortunately, no, Southern California, you'll have some. And there is indeed a whole bunch of tanker activity 
and those massive container ships between there and up into the, the Portland area and Seattle, you're going to get some occasional containers. But they're professional beachcombers. They go where the weather's nice, life is easy, and they balance that with a certain amount of, well, beachcombing. And that's typically a container ship's going to break and you're going to get something out of it. Now, indeed, there are laws about recovering things that fall off of ships. We don't want to go into that, but that'll be our first edition. We'll come up with that a little bit later on so you can you can kind of give you a heads up. Okay, folks, this show is going to have a paucity of advertisements, I'm happy to say. Currently, there's no mandated ads. I don't have to run an ad. I don't have to stop and say, folks, we'll be back in just a minute from this message from our sponsor or for what's called station identification. Then they sneak an ad in on you. Nobody wants to see that happen. In fact, that's just a little better than, than monkey business when you do that to your to your listeners. So we're going to try to be straight with you here. I don't want to give just a little tease or something like that there, but we do have a guy who was on a high wire, apparently says he was. I haven't vetted him. Same to, well, guy named Denver. Apparently down in Brazil, there are people to this day, now I'm not talking about Creaky de Soul, the world-famous circus act that before the so-called COVID, you know, virus, corona, if you know what I mean, this is like that, but they go to apparently in Brazil, Rio de Janeiro, whatever, and they have circuses down there and a high wire act. Now, I'm not sure the difference between a high wire act and uh, what's the other one called up there, a balancing act and the whole things up there, a trapeze act. There's you got to be careful what you're saying, and I'm not familiar with it. But this guy's going to put it out. Apparently, he was one of the guys that they have like a bicycle. You may have seen this modified to ride it out on a high wire. Keep your balance, of course. And then they, that's not enough for them. So they have a guy suspended from the bottom on a trapeze bar. And then uh, according to Denver, I think I don't, I don't want to steal his thunder. Then the next step is to have a third guy standing on the shoulders of the guy pedaling the bicycle. So you got a guy standing on the shoulders holding a long pole. You got poor Denver on, on this bicycle, you know, trying to make a buck down south. I don't know what the, how he got down there. And then there's a third guy hanging either by his chin or hanging on a trapeze bar below the bottom of the bicycle, and they ride this thing across a cable, stretch taunt in a dangerous area. No, there's no nets. So that might be something to kind of get, get geared into a little bit if we can get Denver on the show, get him to finish that up. Okay, folks, we want this to be a pleasant ride for you, and I wish you well. Oh, by, by the well, uh, there's going to be a spiritual component to this. We're going to have what we call the country parson or the parson's corner. And I'll start the parson's corner right now because we're going to keep this below 10 minutes for you. The parson's corner talks about, hey, there's a spiritual dimension out there. You've got a maker. Many of the people that are going to talk about the accidents they've had or we're going to recount their accidents, they get closer to their maker. And he's got a name. He's, he's No, no, it's not not the power of the universe. That's not his name. And and it's not Ashtaroth. It's not Molech. That, that's not his name. None of those names. It's not Confucius. It's the creator of the universe, what we call God. And what sets him apart is he gave you your breath. He made you up from almost like a clay-like substance. And he did send a son down here. And that son had a name. His name was Jesus Christ. Now, before you turn this off, let's take a look at some things. His son, Jesus Christ, came down and did a lot of things before he got crucified on a cross. He had a lot of, he didn't have some good advice. He had some teachings. First off, how to drink wine properly, which is basically high quality wine, a small amount, either with a meal or at a festive, as festivity, like a wedding. That's number one. And uh, that's exactly, it wasn't grape juice. It was wine at the wedding. He's turned the water into wine. Then he taught how to eat right. Basically honeycomb, fish. He would cook fish and chips. He taught the disciples. 
they taught how to say your prayers the right way. He's the one that says, I saw Satan fall from heaven just the other night, or however you, you know, however you put it to him back then. They were doing the listening. He was doing the talking. He was doing the teaching. And then he says, it's time for me to be get crucified so that apparently you guys can't get it straight, but it's going to be as simple as a little shepherd boy out in the field or a little shepherd girl who come home to her mommy and says, Mommy, we just had some new lambs. Can I pet the little lamb? It's simple as a child to understand. Jesus Christ took the whipping. He took the crucifixion for you. He died. But you know what? He rose again right now. He's, he's, a, he's, he's risen right now. He's alive. Oh, he was kind of down there. They say muddled around. He didn't muddle around. He went down to get the keys out of death and hell. That's, that's not muddling around. That's taking care of biz. I don't know where those keys are right now, but believe me, he took care of them. They ain't going back in the custody of the devil, that's for sure. So Jesus is at the right hand of God the Father. How do we know this? Very simple. Get an old Bible like this nation was founded upon called the King James Version. And what do you do with it? You read it from page one all the way through. You read the Bible cover to cover, and your spirit gets sensitized. You're understanding what Christ did. You say, oh, that's I, I remember that now, you say. Or you say, you know what? I've been taught wrong. They did a number on me at these places I went to. You got to get born again. That means you believe Christ died on that cross for you and that he raised from the dead. Folks, it's always a pleasure to have you come down here. Accidents can happen, and so can good things. It's a 10-minute show. God bless you, and bye for now.